0: Episode of Talking Force. James, so good to have you back on the show. How you been?
1: Yeah, good. Been busy. It's been good.
0: I know we talked about a year ago. Um, you took the 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 leap from you know the traditional athletic setting into tech. I know you'd used a bunch of different technologies in your practice, but kind of now, one year later, I kind of wanted to today find out, you know, what your thoughts are. What are some of the things that you've learned? Because one of the things Um, that I think, you know, might go overlooked um, in this field is sometimes we learn more from the customers, maybe than the customers learn from us. Um, And just the experience and use cases and how things are being applied. And it's pretty exciting to sit kind of at the tip of the spear of a technology that now has so many use cases. And I want to hear kind of some of the stories that you've seen from out in the field. So kind of walk me through I know I know we opened a subsidiary in Australia could you talk to some people about that if uh, they didn't know the whole story there
1: yeah sure well let, let's start there I think that's probably the um kind of number number one place to start uh you know we we started a subsidiary here in Australia uh so looking after Asia Pacific um in this region here um I think one of the benefits of that was obviously having a staff member on a time zone within this area um and, and looking to grow that as well so um yeah that does help us with the customer support uh them back as quickly as possible and, and troubleshooting. and um i guess one of the biggest things i've learned is it's not just about uh the troubleshooting and sales and all this other stuff it's actually helping with the application of how we look at information and go from there so um you know from from that standpoint it's it's been really, really enlightening. Actually, it's been really fun. You know, I've been used to just looking at one team's data, one one, one data set, um, but now I get to help a whole bunch of different people. So, that side of the sports science thing, I guess, you know, coming out of that world into this world, um, I was a little wary about, oh, you just become this another, another number. Um, but the thing about Hawking that I love is that. Um, you know, it doesn't stop with a sale for us. It's about uh, continued support and, and networking and helping, um, you know, bring actual application to what we're doing. So um, I would say, you know, obviously, starting subsidiary has been um, a really great task and something that's really challenged me. It's been really different. Um, but from there, it's also about talking to individual people and then trying to help them apply the information. I think, you know, a lot of it is about how do we start with just a few simple things? You know, how do we start with, what information do you want to collect? What metrics do you want to use? Uh, our system is so great at just showing like a few metrics if you want to choose that, and then being really diligent and methodical about your approach. So I think for us, it's like okay, what what works in that you know in that person's clients, uh, you know, with their clients uh, in a clinic or with their team in pro sport or aged care or military is like how does the application really help you? What metrics do you want to use? Uh, what do you want to see in the information, and then and then kind of build something around that. So. Uh, That was a long answer, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. One of the things that I never anticipated was just how exciting it was to be on so many different teams. Because it's not like you get the plates and, hey, see you later. And, you know, call us if you have a problem. Actually having customers that, you know, whether it's holding in services or, you know, a staff meeting and showing how to create a language. Because, yes, you can test. Yes, you can get numbers. But actually watching. A group of individuals agree on a new language, apply that language for action, and then to see changes both in the weight room, then on the field, and then kind of how they're able to interact with the athletes, and really thinking about creating that common bond towards that goal, and kind of how the data and the information's kind of been central to that. It's been super rewarding, and, and I agree with you. The that list of customers that you mentioned, we don't really promote a ton, uh, all of our customers. We we wouldn't have any time to do anything else each day, but the numbers keep coming in in so many different applications, whether it's research or as you mentioned, military, Um, it's been pretty wild. But, you know, kind of that being said, what, if you had to pick the one application that you hadn't anticipated, you know, that you're working on with the customers, what was one application that you didn't really see that now kind of opened your mind?
1: Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I, I dealt a lot with the team sport industry, so I, I kind of know that very well. It was uh, more the application, the private practice uh, that I uh, hadn't anticipated as being as, as fun as it is. I think you, you get a lot more, uh, like, youth through that area um, and you're able to kind of create that benchmarking and the recruiting side of things that's really exciting. So uh, looking at comparisons against, you know, what, elite athletes do and then how do you pull those information in and and get better in certain areas i think the fun stuff for me is hey let's let's look at these metrics let's create a program um and let's monitor these metrics over time uh and see where they're at in eight 12 weeks of a program um have we got better in certain areas that we wanted to so if you're looking at plyometrics um you know peak velocity or peak concentric force how do you what, what do you look like now um versus what you were before and are you seeing improvements in where your program is being dictated? So um, that's been the kind of really fun application for me, more on the development side, uh, more than just like your fatigue monitoring and, go- and going through that angle in the in the kind of just a general athlete, elite athlete cycle of team sport. So that's been a really fun one. The other one has actually been the physiotherapy side of things. I think you know that area is so huge um is going to grow really, really quickly um, you know, force plates are now like they're, they're relatively inexpensive uh, for the technology they are, um, and with great support, you can you can really apply it to every single client that the customer might have in the, in the clinic. So um, that was an area that you know I've seen that in physiotherapists working in team sport, but then applying that to the practice, I think is um, you know you can get you know data is really uh, it, it's really exciting seeing just the general population using information that's typically been used in elite sport or in research um, because, you know, I get excited wearing like a sleep monitor overnight uh, because you get data to inform yourself. Um, so now people are actually, you know, getting getting informed data as well um, about how they're moving and the force they're producing and what that actually means. Um, and hopefully that's having impact on their life, whether it be you know, just sitting down in a chair and getting up or reaching up and using their shoulder to pick a mug up from uh, from, the, from the top of a counter. These are all little things that make a big difference to people's lives. Um, and having and support that is, is really, really cool. So um, yeah, I'm really passionate about it, obviously. Um, but that that's the sort of things that gets me really excited. Yeah, I'm just fascinated,
0: fascinated at the subsystems that go into the movement that we analyze and whether it's when we look at the mid-thigh pole or if we look at say a squat jump or a counter movement or whatever the action is and just how the customers have been able to kind of take it and and run with it and to be able to sit back and watch them say, oh, I looked at this, you know, we were originally looking at force, but then from here it confirmed my assumption that I thought I had You know too much of this or not enough of that in the program and to watch where you just kind of sit back and you're like you know roger that let me know if you need anything um keep going with what you're doing but the end result is that the athletes are either jumping higher running faster as you mentioned in physical therapy you're now seeing a granularity in movement that really hasn't been mainstream especially as you mentioned physical therapy in some some instances can be um, kind of antiquated where it's like arbitrary field tests well, that doesn't really help the elderly person. That doesn't really help the, you know, elite athlete. It's kind of the person in the middle in between, but I don't know, there's something super rewarding about being able to watch kind of on that frontier is the customers are really kind of what's driving the continued acceleration and application of the stuff that we measure and, and making impacts on lives. It's just, I don't know, it's just kind of mind blowing to see it day in and day out is just
1: wild. Yeah, no. And I, I, I would almost uh, equate it. Uh, to apple right like apple created the app store um and then it was the it was the users and developers that came up with all these different strategies you know you can fly planes with an ipad you can do all these crazy things now um and it's a very similar thing It's like here here's some information now you guys use it in a way we'll, we'll help you um obviously get the most out of it um we're not here to tell you how you should use it you you but let's work together on this. Um, And that's what I love about like our group and kind of our ethos as a company is more, uh, you know, how do we join together? And we talk about the Hawken family is, you know, that's, that's the difference for us is working together to get the result that we all want. Um, And that's for the customer to really, really use the information and get uh, the most out of it. Um, So yeah, that's, that's the stuff that gets me fired up.
0: I don't know if it's happened to you, but a couple of times I've had customers come and talk to me about, just being so surprised in our customer service and how quickly we get back to them. Um, you know, they're shocked when, as you mentioned, the Hawken family, we can reach out to, whether it be established researchers in the field or some of our applied customers that, you know, may have been at it for a while and then really just kind of connect different people together and nothing for the sake other than the fact that it will help them, you know, continue with their job or continue with their, you know, whatever their training objective is. And it's it's been really rewarding. and. I just, I hope that's the way that we continue to grow both, not only as a company as within the Hawkins family of customers, but just kind of the field in general. I feel like that's just good for everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think, um, you know, that's one of the things about growing too quickly, right? Like if you if you just start adding staff and, um, you know, not giving the correct direction, um, then you're going to to lose that, that difference maker that um, it's part of your culture that, you, you know, you get back quickly. You know, I think it, at the end of the day, it really comes down to we actually care about what is going on in the field and the application. Uh, we want all of our customers to use the plates all the time uh, for exactly what they want to use them and get the most out of it. Um, and when you actually care as a company, um, that that support is just going to come regardless. Uh, so, you know, it's on, it's on all of us to be diligent with that too um, and, and stay on top of it. Um, but that really, I think c- comes and is underlined by just the passion for what we do and, and how we um, just like to see the success of our customers moving forward. Um, and success doesn't necessarily mean winning. It uh, actually just means um, you know are they are our customers getting the most um, out of the product that we have and how can we help them get the most out of it? So that's how I look at success um that you know technology is always going to have issues that's that's just part and parcel with what what it is um but how do we rectify that um rectify those issues and and move on from there so um yeah i mean it's an amazing point i think i've had the same feedback as well um and it's all about you know what can we do to help you um and, and get it done as soon as possible um you know sometimes things take time but it's more about how do we over communicate and say hey uh, sorry, this is taking a long time, uh, but I understand, and I'll get back to you in a couple of days with some more information. Um, and it's just about staying in contact and, and being the being someone to lean on when uh, there's frustration there. So, yeah, no, customer support is uh, extremely extremely important, and we take that really really seriously.
0: Yeah, and I think you know we're one of the things that we're very blessed that you know maybe we take for granted sometimes is the hardware is pretty great. You know the software is pretty incredible and i know when we have our design meetings and we talk about things that most customers may never realize the importance of a certain frequency or you know the location of a button or how many clicks it takes to get to your solution you know we really got to tip our cap to you know the people on the back side that you know day in and day out whether it's the people that are calibrating the plates or you know the the computer um support staff that's going in and actually designing the code and doing all that and all the care that goes into it it kind of makes our job you know well it's fun but also it makes it easier than maybe uh it could be just because again at every level from inception to the cutting of the aluminum to the you know the data that's displayed to the team to decide the practice that end-to-end control i think that's really you know something that uh you know we're very fortunate to have such a staff um, that globally you know, care so much about making sure that the end initiative is accomplished, which is giving insightful data to help you,
1: you know, with your job. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, we all have one goal. We're very clear about that in our team meetings. Um, and, uh, it's really about pushing and, and you know, we, we never stop. Um, it's about continued improvement all the time. Um, and having that growth mindset and moving forward. So, uh, we're never sitting on our laurels. We're here to push, um, and, and be the absolute best. So, um, yeah, for, for any customers or future customers listening, that that's our role uh, is to is to push hard um, and and give you know not only great hardware and software but great support um, that goes along with it. So those things are kind of the rock bed of our our company, and and that's how we want to um, kind of live uh, daily is is really pushing the limit in terms of what we can provide and how we can do it.
0: Yeah. I know I had a couple customers said, wow, you guys have nailed this. You, you got it. Perfect. And I said, no, we didn't I'm like, oh no, it does this. It does this. And I was like, I understand, you know, I mean that we intended to do that, but we're still not happy. As you mentioned, sitting back on our laurels, like I kind of feel like we're just getting started because every day I've had customers talk to me about different applications. And, you know, I think about one team that went from no testing at all to integrating it in their training, to bringing the plates down to the practice. Measuring before and after, you know, eccentric loads on their team, modifying practice, coding it against what drills they were doing, the individuals that were on the team, what their weight room numbers were in the squat and other major lifts, and then coming up with a formula and index to be able to figure out how could they train harder, but also do it in a safe manner. And then seeing gains of, you know, three inches in the off season, plus all of their sport work for a program that literally had nothing um in its inception in january um it's so rewarding and i just i hadn't thought about you know bringing the plates to the weight room and then down to practice and then you know sometimes measuring you know multiple times in a day what are some of the other applications that you've seen that you were like oh well i guess we can do that i hadn't thought of it but yeah rock on what, what are some of the ones you've seen with customers
1: yeah i guess like the you, you kind of forget how portable they are right like i um yeah, gone are the days where you're, you know, tethered in and um, trying to look for power and all that kind of stuff, um, and having our offline mode as well. We can basically just take it out and, and you're good to go. So, um, I think just you know taking out on recruiting, um, I think was a big one for me. Like learning about that, like um, having scouts taking taking the plates on like recruiting with them, and um, you know having having uh, guys test high schoolers and college athletes test. Um, Kind of at their own facilities uh and then that data basically coming back into our hub and, and and moving forward so uh that that's the one that really gets me is just and then the other one is in prior practice just pulling the plates around wherever you want um it's just, it's really fun uh because i think typically people think about like a force plate well that's just in the one area and go over there and we go testing um i think that's that's what we've Uh, tried to obviously tried and uh and have achieved um is moving away from you know this is a testing apparatus to this is part of our training um and that's probably the major point that i kind of like to hone in on is this is meant to be used as part of your training but it's not meant to get in the way of what you're trying to achieve in in, uh, your lifting or your you know clinical session it's uh, it's meant to be a part of it. So if you're doing plyometrics, hey, just put it on the ground next to the plyometrics where you're doing the boxes. Uh, you know, do do your last set uh, on the plates instead. Um, so it's really just about how can you maneuver it in a way, find the right flow where it's just part of your program. You're just rolling through um, and uh, you kind of just go from there, so. I'm laughing as you say
0: that because I remember I had a customer say, I can just put it on the ground. Yeah, just move it. Well, I can go over here. Yeah." well, what about our box jumps? Yeah. Just put the plate on the ground. And it was just kind of, you had one of those epiphany moments where you just saw where their eyes just lit up and then they started putting in other aspects of training, both in the racks live for, you know, some of the, the high force lifts, and then some of the other, you know, ground reaction tests. What what other things did you see? How, what other like French contrast type stuff did you see it applied in or, you know, any of those?
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's so many ways you can go about, um, Doing your isometric testing now. Um, that it's uh, it's kind of mo- mind-blowing. I think people have always thought about force plates as being, uh, you know, some kind of a jumping apparatus. Um, whereas now, you know, you can do hamstring curls at different ranges uh, by popping up the uh, the force plates onto a, a box, and then um, you know, laying supine and 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 kind of doing a curl. Um, you can also do, you know, calf, uh, single leg, isometric. Um, put it under a rack. Get a, Get an isometric rig. Um, and you could. You know, there's so many different applications now. Um, and you know, we could talk on that for a long time. But there's, uh, you know, there's a few really great users out there that um, you can follow. That you know, just show. You know, it's. It, it really is uh, an area that's growing and growing quickly. Um, And the other thing I would say is like our our software in particular is just so good at making it a three click or less uh, on the back end so that you can basically just, here's the template that I've set up earlier, click, click template comes up with the group that I want, print, read a role, write my email, send it off. Now I can get on with the rest of my job, but I've looked at the data, I've interpreted it. Now I need a program, this, this, and this. Um, So it really just helps with the flow. Um, You can manipulate. So, if you want to look at dynamic strength index you don't have to just look at a counter movement jump and an IMTP you can um, you can look at you know different metrics along there as well you can look at different testing uh, if you want to it's really up to you as the user and the customer to uh, manipulate your uh, your testing protocols and and what you want to use so um, there's so many different ways to kind of chop this up and that's probably the most exciting part is that it's really about you know where where do you want to take it, um, and how do you want to use it? Um, you know, I like to say to some of our customers, especially like in the aged care, areas, like forces life, right? It helps us do everything. It's uh, how we walk and jump and squat, go to the toilet, uh, reach for stuff. So there's there's so many applications that I can see moving forward. Um, and then yeah, people forget about upper body as well. So how do we test upper body? We've done some great stuff in the MLB so far. Um, so yeah, just, I guess the, the breadth of application is just really, really exciting.
0: Yeah. You bring up a great point. The number of people two, three years ago, if you asked, what do you do on a force plate? They would say jump, but certainly, you know, almost week by week, month by month, starting to see a lot of these slower force stuff. So whether it's mid-thigh pole or any of the the heavier lifts going to the plates, I think is really interesting. And I wonder if that's just because, you know, research or, you know, people are talking about, it, or is it just simply that you can, that it's convenient enough to do that? Because I know, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Guy Hornsby's podcast when he came on with us and talking about, you know, this stuff has been around for 25, 30 years, but now seeing the application of technology to conventional training is really wild. And I, and I love how he pointed out that, you know, taking a look at the mid thigh pull, it's an efficacy test. So maybe that's not an everyday monitoring test, but that's a once, twice a year, three times a year. And the configurations that customers are using for the development of their team, even say within a basketball team, what are they doing with a point guard versus a center? And what does their profile look like and how they're building it? Because I often feel with technology, there's always this kind of gap of like, we know it's important, we know the data is good, But we don't know the steps in between and watching customers kind of figure that out in real time is is super interesting. And you bring up the point about the upper body testing and, you know, that's an area that's continuing to grow with the ash testing and things like that. I could see such an application coming forward of basically looking at some of the ratios of what are we seeing for the power coming out of the ground? What are we seeing, you know, exiting out, you know, at the extremities? That could be really interesting, especially you know from a practical setting, as people continue to collect kind of these mass mass amounts of volume of data.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think you're hundred percent right, but there's also application about, um, you know, if if you're in uh, a factory setting and you look at, uh, you know, when you when you're car- carrying something or logging in for the day. Uh, do you do a test um, do you do some squats to see if there's any you know residual fatigue from the day before um, there are there are some crazy applications that uh, you know we we that I would have thought were crazy before um, but now it just seems like it's just part and parcel with um, how the technology is becoming so easy to use um, and you know it's only it's only going to get better with, with adding reporting every day uh, you know like, like you talked about the meeting so we you know we meet you know, weekly on how the software can get better and what we can do, and and trying to grow um, just our our solution, but then also just grow as a company as well and, and get better and push the boundaries. So, um, yeah, if if you're out there, you got ideas about application, and uh, obviously you want to share them with us as well. We would we're, we're more than willing to stop and have a call and and listen. Um, and, and try to apply it as best we can. So, um, you yeah, know, we're, we're not stopping here. We're, this, this is just the beginning and we're, we're growing quickly um, and we're excited about kind of what's next and, and the direction we're going.
0: Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, as, as James is talking about, when we have these development meetings, we're not trying to figure out what's cool, what's flashy. We're trying to figure out what actually helps our customers day in and day out. And so if you take a look inside our system and you want to look at a report, you can ask someone on staff and they can tell you the case study. They can tell you the reason they can tell you the application. And you know, for everything that we put out there, even before it's tested and retested and retested, there's a serious conversation across the department and across the, the company of how will this help our customers? And I think that's super important because any idea that comes out is usually from a customer directly or multiple customers directly having a problem. Because we want to make sure that we're not just creating tech just to say, oh, wow, look, at we can do this, we can do that. There's got to be direct application in helping our customers. And that, you know, that comes back to Ben and, you know, his original ethos and mission in the company is to help people do their job, to help people with movement. So if it doesn't check those boxes, we're not going to put it out. I've had a couple of people say, well, can you do this, this, this? No, we, we, don't, we don't do that yet because it's not perfect. And making sure that when things go out that it's exactly the standard and a standard that, you know, some people, frankly, might not understand. And whether it's responsiveness or, you know, ease of use. I mean, these are things that we take super seriously. And I don't know, I, I think our customers really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely some little things there. Like, uh, you know, there, there's a reason why we haven't added you know, X, Y, and Z. And maybe it's because no, this pulls every single data point that you have as a team. So it's going to take a minute or two minutes for it to load. We're not satisfied with two minutes to load. We want it to be loading, you know, under five seconds at absolute maximum. So uh, for us, it's about, you know, the little things that make a huge difference when you're using technology like this or any technology it's about your workflow um, and what that means from a workflow standpoint so can you pull up the information quickly that's important uh don't you know you don't want to wait there as a as a practitioner waiting for something to load if you have uh the gm or an athlete next to you 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 want that you know you want that up now so you can see it and get moving Um, so there are certain areas that we really hone in on that we're concentrating on practical application how that best suits the user, um, and there are so many you know different scenarios that happen that we've learned over time. Just like that one scenario there, that you might have an athlete with you, you've got you've got one one or two minutes to show information that's going to get them better and you better. Um, so how do we do that quickly and efficiently? Um, and we've added that into our software so you can do it. That's why we added the templates. It's about being uh, efficient uh, with your time because um, time is a really precious resource uh, for all of us. So we want to minimize how much time you're spending um, so that you can get on with the rest of your jobs and then you get done. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. It's, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up. Hey, can, you, can you
0: imagine if, uh, you know, for the cell phone companies, if text messaging, you know, to send a text, you could take 10 minutes. Like it's pretty neat that you, you can be half, halfway around the world uh, For me, I can send you a text message and in seconds you get it. But can you imagine if maybe it was like 10 minutes and then other times it was like 15 minutes. And if you want to send a video that might take like a day, there's just certain things that I think in specifically the sports technology space, as we go from kind of research tools and research, um, sensors and information to on the commercial side, we just, time is so important and time can't ever, you know, go ahead of the accuracy, right? And so finding that balance of being super, super accurate, super precise, but in a meaningful consumable form, it's, it's certainly a challenge, right? And that's something that, again, when someone uses our stuff, our, our ideal goal is that it just blends into their job. I love watching on the floor when it just is seamless. And that's kind of what we aspire to be. And yes, there's some aspect of initial application if you've never used them. But for anybody who's ever used plates, jump in like, wow, this is super fast. Correct. (laughs) This is super intuitive. Correct. Good. Thank you very much. Chris and the guys in IT will be ecstatic that you feel this way. We've worked hard at this. Thank you. And uh, it's really just kind of wonderful just to see it kind of go out there and continue to grow, as you mentioned. just every day as the velocity picks up. It's really helping a lot of people around the world.
1: Yeah, no, it's like we have a play button. You press play and you press stop. It's that. It's that easy. Um, I think the the biggest thing for me is you know accuracy, reliability, super important. Um, they're the two that I hone in on a lot, and then the other two that I that I always say is you know we're we're about being time efficient um, with your time. Um, you know, making that a huge priority for us, and then the second priority is just elite customer service um so yeah accuracy reliability time efficiency elite customer service um i, I say that a lot uh, and they're, they're kind of pillars that i think are just so important to uh utilizing this technology but then also just applying it to you know use using it daily and applying it daily um and and being a part of your process um and and your methodology um every day so um that's that's for me, the most important thing is just those four key key areas.
0: Yeah, and I think people again going back to what we said earlier, people are surprised when we just talk to them. So customer service and customer support. I had someone ask me. They said, "What's your your uh, gold package of support versus like your silver package?" I was like, "What?" And I was like, "We just we just give support. Like it's not. There's no. There is no substandard support here. And again, support can come in the form of being honest and saying, hey." I don't really know what this metric means, you know, and and I think sometimes when you have technology, it can be really intimidating and you don't want to feel dumb, but at the same time, if you have to put your name on it, you want to know. And so the number of phone calls that I've had of like, you know, you're at a white belt level understanding. We need to level you up. No problem here. Here's a blog, you know, let's set up a zoom call. Let's do this. Let's integrate you in with our sports science team to really be a part of the staff, like far much more than, you know, here's just a piece of technology and good luck and we're going to send you you know just a link and and hopefully we don't hear from you we we want to be integrated and we love being able to see that and especially too with the younger coaches then they go off to their next place and they understand it and and it makes them better as coaches and most importantly the athletes that they work with are the the end recipients of of this new knowledge transfer so super super exciting stuff
1: no it's awesome i think that's that's huge i mean I, i uh Yeah, I I give my phone number out to all of our customers. You you, you, uh, just text or call me. I get that all the time. I get a text all the time. It's like, hey, what do you think of this metric um, for this application? It's like, yeah, that's great, but have you looked at this? And then send an article or a a blog post or a research article like, hey, um, have a look at these and and let me know what you think and – and they're, they're the club, club type moment, of moments that are, that are just really important to me and I think us as a, as a company. So, um, yeah, it's uh, no stone unturned. And, you know, there's questions that I have no idea about, um, but that's why we, we have a great team. Um, so you can uh, you can reach on the sports science guys or uh, I can call you and I can call whoever I need. It's like, hey, I've got this customer. Um, you know, I couldn't answer this question. Uh, it, it's, it's just about being open and honest, right? Like, if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to tell you some, um, something that's not true. I'll just say, hey, I actually don't know the answer to that, but I'll find it out for you. Um, and that actually means more than, than anything else anyway. That, that's a part of being um, yeah, respected and, and uh, you know, treating people's time uh, as important. It's, uh, I don't know right now, but I'll get back to you. Or, hey, here's some ideas. So um, that's that's the next level. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think as we go forward, too, it's only going to continue to grow and, you know, the interventions, the advancement of the field is going to to continue to really move at a lightning pace. And I kind of guess I'd ask you, you know, you've had a year, you've learned a bunch, kind of as you go forward, what are some of your thought questions that you have that you're curious about to kind of keep the blade sharp as a practitioner? And then also, what are some things either on technology or on the application side that makes you excited, that makes you fired up as you go forward to say, wow, that was, didn't expect that. That looks really cool. That's awesome. And then, and kind of growing from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I um, kind of start at a different tact is I've, I've really enjoyed the business side. I think, um, starting a business here and, uh, you know, really applying ourselves to being a global brand, um, has, has been really exciting. I think that just, you know, pass the way, paves the way, uh for just just really great growth for the company um and it's been an absolute pleasure to do that uh, very humbled to to be able to um look after this region and and really call it my own and uh put that gas pedal down um and, and get after it so uh, i've learned a ton from a business perspective uh, which has been really challenging um, and been really different for me personally so uh, yeah, can't thank Ben enough for that, uh, and and you know, kind of the direction that we're heading here is really exciting. You um, know, I think from a, a metric and reporting standpoint, I mean, I I, I don't really know uh, what's next necessarily. I think we're you know the feedback from customers and the reports that we uh, we get asked to produce. That's the exciting part to me is uh you know seeing what people are doing um and and then uh, and then us trying to help create something um, that's meaningful for multiple people um so i haven't got anything on top of my head that is like this is the next thing that's going to be really exciting Um, but to me it's about I i don't know what the next thing is just yet and that's the exciting part is like where can this go and how can we take it i know we've got a huge amount of work to do in the physiotherapy space Um, I can tell that's going to grow really quickly. Um, And uh, if you're a physiotherapist out there and you want to get in contact, please do. Uh, It's really exciting. Uh, And the same for um, kind of the aged care uh, side of things. Um, I want, you know, I feel like this can reach so many people and have such a huge impact uh, for so many people uh, as well. So it's about, you know, how do we grow in these different sectors and just help people you know find out what their data means and and what their application of force is um and how can we improve uh quality of life uh in in some of the general population areas as well so that that to me is where kind of the real source is it's it's uh you know i, I know the elite sport application i know it really well it's you know percent there um but it's also finding these other areas that um that can you can have like a real long-term effect on people Um, and And that is really, really exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we'll continue to have metrics roll out. I think we'll continue to see some new applications, but where I really, really think if you had to have a crystal ball, I think the efficiency and optimization of training is going to go through the roof. I would liken it to when computers came out versus typewriters or anything like that, the computational power of being able to look at what was applied so as you mentioned in the rehab section wh- what does it take for a hip what does it take for an acl what does it take for an ankle and if it's a bone or if it's a joint what were the actual training loads because everyone can look at a force curve Yep, this happened but that magic of being able to say oh in four weeks i can get this back to where it was in 2 weeks and when we've we've used this analogy and I know it's tossed around a lot but exercise is medicine but I think for the first time and it's a a huge responsibility on our part to really kind of steward this into the field is that controlling the dosages so controlling the milligrams you know and understanding that you know 500 squats you know is different than you know 10 milligrams of squats and really knowing the jumps the pulls the rotations the eccentric components, the concentric components, I really think that the optimization of training the human body is going to go through the roof for the people that are out there on the frontier kind of pushing the limits.
1: Oh, couldn't agree more. Microdosing. Um, and then how do we see that change over time um, and being really, really specific about uh, each individual um, and, and optimizing that individual and what they can achieve. Um Know, we're just scratching the surface. You think about um, you know, what we're collecting so far has really just been some tracking on the field or uh, you know, looking at you know, how fast someone hits a ball or um, you know, just, just some very kind of basic metrics um, as this starts to get more and more fine-tuned. Now we're talking about, okay, we can track out on the field when you, you can see or the pitch or um, at training, you can see what they're doing. Um, but now we can get way clearer and more precise information about what they're doing inside um, at the same time. So you're really helping apply both the outside and inside training um, and how we can manipulate both of those at the same time. And, and really, like, at the end of the day, it's all about maximising performance and minim- minimising the risk of injury on, on that uh, you know, edge of a sword at the top there. So, um, no, that, I, I completely agree. Uh, being able to microdose and then see whether that microdose has had an effect um, it is huge, huge. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell
0: you right now, I had a conversation with Mundy the other day. And anybody who doesn't know Peter Mundy's work, you know, he joined our staff here this spring. But I remember the conversation that we had, and I can't remember if it was a just an office conversation or if it was after working with a customer. But when he talked about the output metrics and then the strategy metrics, and you're like, okay, so what is the strategy that's being used And if you can, should you? And so as you kind of think on that and you marinate, especially into the American culture of like, oh, the fastest 40, the fastest vert. You know, holy crap. Like what if now we go and look and say, yeah, this individual's gone up five inches in their vertical jump, their power's gone up through the roof. However, that strategy that we used now results in a shift of 40% on landing like and can you correct it or is that outside that person's realm that you know maybe if you went down a half inch so looking at longevity like the amount of games that they can play and the productivity that they have in the output and how those are intertwined i found that fascinating and then going and looking at some of the programs that i you know classical programs that i'm I'm aware of and familiar with and so you kind of get this layering effect of like increase output check your strategy, increase output, check your strategy. But customers now basically have these strategy workouts to clean up movement patterns with this newfound speed, velocity, power, whatever you want to call it, or force. And then being able to alternate back and forth, which reminds me of some of the classical programming of those kind of three-week little, you know, micro uh, mesocycles or microcycles where it was, you know, boom, 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 deload, boom, 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 deload. But instead now we're going three weeks and we're changing the emphasis. And that's just something that, again, I think that, The more data we collect we'll be able to fine-tune that really really nicely and and really help keep people safe but also help develop athletes to a level that maybe wasn't possible
1: before absolutely Couldn't, couldn't agree more
0: yeah well Kind of, again, we could talk for hours and hours, kind of leave us with some of your thoughts. And I'd I'd love to hear specifically as it relates to Australia, because again, haven't had a chance to come visit you yet, but it's on the list. Um, Specifically with Australia kind of leading the way, they've kind of always been ahead of everything as it relates to, you know, the sports science and really kind of pushing the industry forward. What do you kind of see um, coming up this summer that, uh, you know, we should be aware of or
1: kind of be in the mix about? You mean winter? Winter for us? Um, okay. Oh, no. Okay. Yes, <laughs> winter. No, no. So, uh, you know, really, I think, uh, yeah, for for us here, it's uh, in this region. I think it's more about you know how can we uh, become broader in our approach uh, and and impact more people. Um, and it's, uh, I, I think that's probably the most exciting part. Is uh, this can go to individual practices um, or clinics uh, that, you know, our plates and our software, everything you know, is portable and it's wireless and it's really easy to use. Um, you can do a whole battery of tests from, you know, people who can jump and, and do huge amounts of explosive efforts uh, to people who have have just had hip surgery uh, and, and need to, you know, look at some objective data and, and see the progression as they go through the rehab process so the exciting part to me is more about just hey come and check out this technology. Give me like give me a call. Give any one of us a call, um, and how we could help you apply it. Um, and that really is you know coming into you know winter and spring uh, is really what's exciting for me is you know applying this this sports science and things that have been you know products that have been used. Uh, in elite sport for a long time in you know high level research have been you know hundreds of thousands of dollars uh to program and to use um is now just like in the you know in your fingertips um and you can get it and get amongst it and it's not scary uh, it's not something to shy away from it's actually really easy to use um and really easy to apply uh, if we do it correctly and you know that's what we're, what we're here for as well is to help in, in the application process so um that's, that's the part that gets me really excited for this next six months is, you know, how do we how do we grow uh, this region in particular uh, in, in the small areas, not just in the team sport areas? Because, you know, I, I'm very, very familiar with that area. I know the applications and I know how to really impact that. Um, you know, spring, you know, September, October is a huge time for us in that area. Um, but then, you know, it's about the, how do we, Get this into into places that you know people had never even dreamed of using uh, this technology, um, and now it's right there at your fingertips. So that's that's the part that gets me passionate and excited. Um, it's just being able to help a whole range of people uh, that didn't have access to this before.
0: Well, if anybody has any questions, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Because I know for us, we love talking to people, current customers or future customers, because eventually you're going to come on over but we want to get to know you. What, what's the best way to get to reach out to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a few, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, just as uh, James Hanish, um, last name's H A N I S C H. Also on uh, Instagram, you can uh, just send me a message uh, Instagram as well. So it's James underscore Hawkin dynamics um, is my, uh, is my tag there. Um, and then you can also just send me an email at James at Hawken So um yeah or give me give me a call as well i won't share my number on here but um if you send me an email or or a a message i'd be more happy to to hop on a phone call as well um, and go through so yeah excited to talk to people anytime
0: awesome well as always it's been a pleasure stay safe we'll talk to you soon and see you next time on the show